Hey everybody, Jeff Antoniak. Welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz. So today I want to talk about rhythmifying your patterns. I think I made up a word. Um, patterns are an important thing to practice and to play. I know there are some people out there that talk bad about patterns. They don't know what they're talking about and they're being disingenuous. The world around us, the natural world, is comprised of patterns, right? We see patterns all over the place in nature. We see them in art and design and everywhere else. So yes, patterns are not a bad thing. Patterns are great. And the way I think about patterns is it's what and when. So what is the pattern? We get so wrapped up with what is the pattern? You're out there buying books and PDF packets of patterns. Here's the pattern. Almost never do those patterns have the interesting part built into them, which is the rhythm. That's what we're going to get into today. What is the pattern when? When does the pattern happen? Where in time does it lie? That's where things actually get very interesting and a little bit more organic with playing patterns. So we're going to get into that today for sure. I want to let you know there's only four more Digging Deeper Jazz videos coming up. I've been doing these for years and I've gotten, I've met thousands and thousands of you out there. Many of you have come in to work with me at Jazzwire. And uh, it's time to uh, shift and do something a little bit different. So uh, four more of these coming and then uh, we'll kind of see what, what comes in the future. Okay, let's, uh, let's get into these patterns. So I want to start with a pattern that uh, you probably learned in the first year of playing your instrument. Probably every method book had it. Number one on the sheet here, a major scale in thirds. So nothing really earth shattering about it. It's a fantastic technique thing to do on any instrument. Of course, this video is for all instruments, right? So just, you know, precision of fingers, uh, that's still something challenging for me to do. So great, let's do that. Now, um, I want to apply this to music. Like, patterns also is this thing that we do separate from music and songs and actual application, which is ridiculous. That's not how to do it. So um, what I'm going to do is use the Hank Mobley tune, This I Dig of You. This is a song we're working on inside Jazzwire this week in the Red community. And um, let me just play the first four measures. I'm going to loop the first four measures and I'm going to play this pattern for you. And immediately you're going to see like, oh, this kind of maybe sounds like music a bit. Check it out. Yeah, that sounds like something that could be music. And you know what? Hank Mobley actually uses a very slow scale in thirds as the melody to this tune. Check it out. Here's, here's his original melody. So there you go. You may uh, have listened to the song a hundred times, or you may have heard it today for the first time, but it sounds like music. It doesn't sound like this um, nasty pattern that people get worried and concerned about and, and, and suggest that perhaps you shouldn't do patterns. No, that song is a pattern. But what makes it sound like more than a pattern? The rhythm. When. What 
is Hank Mobley used a major scale in thirds? The when part, that's where it gets interesting. So he added a little rhythm to it, nothing very fancy, and all of a sudden it's a song. There you go. So let's take this scale in thirds and go a different direction with it. Look at item number two. And what you see here is a portion of that scale in thirds. But what have I done? I've inserted an eighth rest after two notes. So we play two notes and then an eighth rest. The next two notes, then an eighth rest. The next two notes, then an eighth rest. And what this does is gives us rhythmic groupings. So I now have a rhythmic grouping of three. Note, note, rest. Note, note, rest. Note, note, rest. But that's not the rhythm, the way I just said it. The rhythm is note, note, rest, note, note, rest, note, note, rest, note, note, rest, note, note, rest. So I think you can see that you're just playing eighth notes. It's just eighth notes and eighth rest, but it's the grouping of what happens. So it gives the illusion of different uh, rhythms going on at the same time. So let me just play item number two over the chord changes and you can see what happens. That's a pretty awesome sound, isn't it? And now for many of us, that's going to be hard to do because we're playing in a duple time signature. We're playing in 4-4, four, four, and how do we divide the four quarter notes? They're eighth notes. So it's, it's all these twos and fours going on in 4-4. Four, four. But I'm starting to group the eight eighth notes that we have in 4-4, four, four, eight eighth notes. Stay with me, eight eighth notes. Um, I'm grouping them in threes. One, two, three, one, two... And groupings of threes don't fit evenly into a measure of eight. And that's the cool part. So item number two here, I wrote out just two measures and then put two measures of rest. That's on purpose, not a mistake. Can you keep juggling? Can you keep those balls in the air, the plate spinning for those two measures without messing up the rhythm? For a lot of us, that's going to take a little practice. So learning how to do those groupings of three just inside two measures is good. And actually, leaving some space after it gives it a call and response thing anyway. So that's, that's not a bad situation. So I tell you what, before we go on to the next item, I just want to remind you, um, we are in the middle of a series of four Digging Deeper Jazz workshops. These are online. They're virtual. We have people attend from all around the world, Australia, Singapore, all throughout Europe, North America. You could be one of these people. They're for only 15 people each, or you can order the video afterwards. So the uh, we just did two of them. The one we did yesterday was on rhythm, time, and groove. So yeah, this sort of stuff. We have two more coming up. So I hope maybe you'll uh, join us for one of those. You can uh, register in just about a minute uh, at this address and uh, an opportunity for us to work together as opposed to me talking to my iPhone like I do every week. I would love to work with you, a human being. All right, so let's get back to this. Now, um, once you can do this rhythmic pattern, so what is it? What is the major scale in thirds? Easy, the when part. So the idea of when do these notes happen? Groupings of three. And this, this becomes colossally huge. You could spend your, the rest of your life investigating groupings in eighth notes. You could. So what I do in the next example is just extend the scale for four measures. So now 
Can you juggle for 10 seconds? Well, how about this? Can you juggle for three seconds? Maybe. Can you juggle for six seconds? That's, that's kind of a different level, right? Um, spin that basketball on your finger for two seconds, or can you do it for four or six seconds? That's where it's make or break, right? So for some of us, this is going to be pretty challenging too. So let me play example three. It's just the major scale. It's groupings of three, but now I have to keep that sort of illusion, that rhythmic illusion going for four measures. Here we go. that sound. I love that sound. So I did it, I think, two or three times in a row ascending the way it was written. And then the last time I descended. So here's the thing. How many patterns are there, musical patterns in the world? Let's call it infinite. You can now apply this rhythmic approach to all of those patterns and you can do it ascending and you can do it descending. So it, this rapidly becomes infinite, um, which you may think is good news. It is not because you get excited about infinite possibilities, and then you try, realize it's a little challenging, and quit. So many of us do that, right? Or we get so excited about it, we try to do, oh, well, here's 10 possibilities come to mind right away. You try to do 10 things, you get confused, you get overwhelmed, you quit. All this stuff leads to you quitting. Don't do that. That's not a good way to get good, quitting. So here's what I would suggest. Take one what, Scale in thirds. I don't care what it is, pick one. And then pick one rhythmic grouping, this grouping of three that we've been working on so far, and work that for a month, a month. You may feel like you have it after three days, you don't. Do it for a month. And I'm saying this because I've been down this path myself numerous times, uh, and because I've helped numerous students out of the doldrums and the plateaus that come from being overwhelmed. Sound familiar? Yeah. So let's do one last thing uh, today. And what I'm going to do is take this pattern of the major scale in thirds, and I'm going to group it in fives now. Group it in fives. So we've just been working with three all day. So now I'm going to play note, 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 rest. That's five. Note, 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 rest. But I'm going to go note, 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 rest, note, note, note. Oh, I got it wrong <laughs> already. One, two, three, four, rest. 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 One. So, wow, groupings of five. And I've practiced groupings of five for a long time. And trying to sing it, I messed it up. Um, the important thing is that rests count. Rests aren't nothing. A second still counts in your lifetime, even if you weren't doing anything. That was one of your seconds or minutes or hours that you spent or wasted or invested or whatever. That's yours. That counts, right? So same thing here. Rests count. And that's actually one of the cool things is inserting space into a pattern is really what lets these patterns blossom. So I'm breathing all kinds of new life into your patterns, right? Rhythmifying your patterns. So let me play this last example for you here. Groupings of five, but it's still the plain old major scale in thirds. Thank you. 
right. Is that not the coolest thing? It is. So remember, we started off with the lowly major scale in thirds from the method book you had in sixth grade in band class or whatever it was. And what did we do? We took that simple pattern and we applied some rhythm to it. And, and with the rhythm, to be specific today, we used rests to help us uh, change up the rhythm. How did we change up the rhythm? Groupings. Groupings of three, groupings of five. We could have done groupings of six or groupings of nine, and it goes on and on and on. So what you can do with your patterns, it's really, really cool. So a little bit of rhythm, right? So I hope I'm gonna see you at uh, one of these upcoming Digging Deeper Jazz workshops. There's only two more left and uh, they're really a blast. We work online, we use the Zoom platform and uh, we get to have discussions about this stuff and ask questions and I get to hear you play and we get to play together. Uh, it's really, really a valuable, fruitful thing and I hope I'll see you there. I'm gonna play for you a little bit on the way out. <laughs> 